Facts of Faith with Nael Pondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. It is five minutes after seven. Good evening and welcome to Facts of Faith with me, Naya Lupondona. Here on SFM, leading the conversation, we're together until eight o'clock. As per usual, tonight's question, should religion cater its approach to reach young people? Should religious groups, especially those that deem themselves almost extinct, those that see that perhaps young people are no longer interested should they change their approach and do all that they can to attract this grouping of population that is no longer interested or perhaps never was? At some point, religion was the in thing as it attracted young people. Well, that phenomenon is no longer the case, at least looking at the global average of converts into various religious communities. One of the biggest communities, in fact, the biggest communities, if we're looking at the global average, Christianity, seems also to be looking at other ways, alternative means to attract the attention of young people for them to participate, even perhaps to identify themselves as Christian. It would appear, however, that not everybody agrees with some of the modalities and the means by which they are trying to attract these young people. Some are changing or watering down their rules. Some are even watering down what the scriptures actually say. Some are even accused of substituting their scriptures for populist views and populist interpretations of the very same scriptures. Dare I say, almost all these religions are not spared by or from that criticism. Not too long ago, we were listening to this very program in the various faiths that we had criticisms that came suggesting that perhaps some of the religious leaders we're hearing on this program are not representing the faiths accurately. On my own timeline on the Facebook page, Nayelu Pondwana Live, some were even complaining about these representatives of these faiths almost as though they don't represent the accurate value and version of the faith. Some even going as far as to say these religious leaders we invite are watering it down. They are no longer giving us the true reflection of the faiths. When we come back, I'll introduce you to some of the ways and well let me tell you now it's music the music that has been played and used seems to have transcended the traditional kind of religious music we'll come to expect from certain groupings particularly and exceptionally the Christian faith what we now know to be a group of people who sing hymns seem to have moved on and their value for music has transcended the realms of hymnology to the realms now of other genres. I'm going to play those genres for you in order for you to understand exactly why I am giving you this kind of an introduction to our conversation today. All in a quest, all in an enterprise to try and get an answer to the question, should religion perhaps 
cater its approach to reach young people. I'm Nayel Pondona. This is SFM. You're listening to Facts of Faith. Nayel Pondona on SAFM. First, let me introduce you to our guests, and I do wish to apologize first and foremost that our first guest that I'm going to introduce, we were scheduled to speak to him, but unfortunately we just got word otherwise. This is Pastor Peter Favor. Peter Favor is the founder of the Peter Favor Foundation and once feared gang leader turned pastor in Westbury. We had confirmed to speak to Pastor Peter Favor, but unfortunately I've just gotten word from a producer that we're told. Pastor Peter Paver is no longer available to speak to us because he is ill. He has been ill for the whole day and we have just now been told that he is not going to be available to talk to us on the program. Please be aware that we had invited Pastor Peter Favor because we were interested to hear his views and that he is not speaking to us today is not because we have rejected or turned him down or any other thing that people tend to say when guests do not come on air. It is not because we do not want to speak to Pastor Peter Favor. Many of you complained about these things many are times and when we are bringing in alternative pastors and religious leaders, this is what has happened today. Again, when you write me emails and post on my um, uh, timeline, I want you to understand we do invite, but not all always come. So we have invited Pastor Peter Favor, and the invite remains open. However, Pastor Peter Favor is unable to come because we are told he is ill. And we will respect that. We'll take that as the answer. And so we move on with our conversation. So please do take note that we had invited them, such as Pastor but they were, for some reason or the other, not available. Let me introduce you to another guest. This guest is no stranger to our programs. This is Sheikh Tapir Ahmad. He's the chief whip of the Al-Jawa party, sitting city of Johannesburg Councillor and chairperson of Section 79 Oversight Committee on Governance. Uh, Sheikh Ahmad, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very much, uh, Nai. Um, I'm not very sure if it's my phone or is that you're not uh, clearly audible uh, but i'll try to follow the conversation as and when all right uh and i hope we, I, I will do justice to the interview thank, thank you, you very, very much. much to you and to the listeners and by the way i don't know if congratulations are in order to the aljama party after the uh by elections you seem to have done fairly well sheikh ahmad Yes, yes, Nay. Did you look at your results? Are you should I congratulate? Is it proper for me to congratulate the Al Jama party for its well doing in the polls for the by elections? Thank you very much. Uh, congratulations are all in order. Uh, we are humbled that the community went out and they were responsible that they gave us their support and they've entrusted us to lead uh, the ward that we have won. And but also, it's not only for the ward but the city of Johannesburg, because it's the Hang municipality. So we, it, 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 we are in a position where the government is stable. Uh, the government is not, uh, uh, the government, the order of the day is not uh, questioned uh, by virtue of us lacking numbers. So I would like to say thanks to the community to go out and uh, make it the point that the community's best interest 
is put forth. All right. Thank you, Nay. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope that you do not violate that trust that the people have put on you as Aljama, but I trust that the people will be um, happy with their choice. Let's invite uh, another guest uh, who is also no stranger of program and a reliable one. That evangelist Zanumwe, Eason Zanumwe, is a Hebrew Israelite who is an evangelist as well. He'll be joining us in a very short while. While we're still trying to get him on the line, we'll try and uh, give him the opportunity as soon as he does get on the line so what we are going to do is um, to give you the song and when we play the song this is a song that is perhaps going to give you the idea why we're having this conversation hope dealers are a group based within london that pioneered the gospel drill yes you heard me right gospel drill sound gospel drill if like me you were not aware is a subgenre of UK drill that places emphasis upon Christian values and lyrics as opposed to violence, sex and all of those things that we have come to detest about what hip-hop has now come to be. I say come to be because growing up hip-hop was revolutionary music. It was something that you could look up to because the lyrics at the time were not as vulgar and demeaning as reprehensible as they are right now. Anyways, moving on about gospel drill. In theory, by uh, co-opting a popular sound, they are attempting to turn youth away from gangs and towards, yes, you got it right, Christianity. Music such as this can be heard in a church called, yes, listen to this, Speck Nation. Speck Nation, which is a black majority church whose Sunday services often held in hotels and other upmarket locations, attract hundreds of people, hundreds of people, mostly aged under the age of 30. Yes, Speck Nation is founded by Pastor Toby Adekboyega, hoping I'm reading that correctly, who is a Nigerian pastor. Make no assumptions about that part. He is the founder of Salvation Proclaimers Anointed Church, SPAC Nation, as a Pentecostal church based in London. Now, I want you to listen to this and you draw your own conclusions and we'll talk about it shortly after. Code, gods and God, do not go the squad. Moses, miles of the rod, we in it for the gold, not bronze. Got a blessing right here, not blonde. Community unit strong. Post God, gods and God. Post God, gods and God. I couldn't care about gospel drill, car Luke 17 in a hostel still. Two KJs when I'm out on the pitch. Man, drag that soul with skills. Cleaned up with a mop, I'm feeling like rods. How I dish this meal. Still swerve on the up with a word of God, still do it how I did it with deals. Just done a clean sweep with Musa, trying to catch fish, I ain't talking about tuna. I just came with a whoosh and a hoover, like I just started to clean my room up. I'm in the gym, cause the word is weighty, but it's not like I got a PT. Where before spent bands on me, we really put money in the streets for free. And, and, and bro got paper plans, only concern is them decimals. Grace and faith in a Paris, I'm Dexter playing with the chemicals. Wait, wait. What you know about the drill? You know? Trying to stretch this hope like Miss Incredible. Stretch and Twitter still doing up verbal. Got all these ops on the rope, so skeptical. What you know about life in the ministry? I'm bagging up hope for the souls. I feed and freeze what I live by. Close to my heart, I gotta stick to the code. Every day drinking with purpose, couldn't give a toss about none of these clothes. Nah. From Horsham to Coventry Quay, I swear it's all for the love of the soul. Hey. Rev ain't blessed with the talking, so we just lean out of right. Lean, lean. My young boy's got a thing for the souls. That track, I'm told, is hard, called Post Code Gods and God. It's done by a group called Hope Dealers. They are doing this kind of music called drill. Again, drill is a style of rap music that originated in Southside of Chicago. Is it now? In early 2010, 
by late 2012, rappers from another scene and hip-hop stars like Kanye Westhamtoe, Drake, and Rick Ross were collaborating with drill musicians. Okay, but um, this music can be heard from Spec Nation. The chart Spec Nation has been successful in reforming former gangsters, drug users, and drug dealers, I'm told. So that's why we're having this conversation right now, that they have changed the way they're doing their thing. I'm calling it that way, not to be derogatory, but for you to understand, this is evolving. Things have evolved. Is this supposed to be? Let me uh, speak to you, um, Sheikh, as you have already here joined us already. We're still trying to get our other guests on the line. Do you imagine perhaps the Muslim faith would ever find itself or has found itself on this path of changing its ways in order to attract younger people? Um, um, yeah, so let me start by saying... Uh, I would like to apologize first because uh, I was on the road driving and um, uh, disorientated for now. But Islam, since the inception of Islam, if you follow the story of Surah Kaf, where uh, Surah Kaf predominantly speaks about the youth that wasn't satisfied about the order of the day, uh, and then they, they sought refugee, they went out, they exiled, they went to the cave and they lived there for quite some time until the Terran ruler was uh, rather evicted or was done away with. So Islam through and through has found its expression in youth, uh, not only for the senior citizens. If you follow the story of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, his cousin at the time, Ali ibn Abi Talib, um, who was young, he was uh, a youngster in the, congrega- in the congregation of the elderly and the senior citizens. And at the time, he would also advise on certain verdicts and, 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 and matters that are in relation to their social construct. So what, what exactly is your final answer there, Sheikh? My final answer is yes. Uh, Islam has... Uh, since the inception has found its expression in mobilizing the youth. Well, my actual question there, Sheikh, is should Islam and has Islam found itself trying to change the orthodox ways of doing things to attract young people? I'll give you an example. While the dress code is not Islamic, it's Arabic, is it possible perhaps that Islam would uh, attract young people by not encouraging them to be Arabic in this dress code, but to go ahead and do whatever, dress any way they so choose, even if they were to dress in a hip-hop way when coming to the masjid or the, uh, the, the place of worship. Yeah, thank you very much. Remember, uh, the, the dress code of Islam is orientated by the practice and the teachings of Prophet Muhammad, That's should right. be upon him. So, uh, what is an appropriate dress code, Islamic dress code? I think we had a brief discussion in yes. one of our interviews yes. uh, when I was in the studio. Uh, an Islamic dress code is not to wear a robe, which is a robe, or something that looks like a dress yeah. in the context of me being a male. Yeah. So, but Islam clearly states that the, whatever garment that you are wearing, it has to be above the ankle. That is an Islamic dress code it's it's not isolated to that arab um it it, it has to be decent 
it has to cover your body. You need to be representable in your approach of your dress code. It, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to wear that thing that, I, I don't know, in the context of South Africa, something that looks like a dress mm. for us as men. Okay. We, uh, call, we call it a kurta. I, yeah, I, so that is not an Islamic dress code. It's an Arab attire. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, dress code is, and, yes. and the skull cap. You do understand that young people have found themselves wearing different hairdos, some wearing dreadlocks, some funny hairstyles where they cut hair in different ways and making designs on their head. And there's one they call a mohawk and all sorts of kinds of hairdos. Since young people love these things, does Islam permit them to wear such hairdos and not the hat or the skull cap that you wear as men in the Muslim faith? Your, your, sometimes your physical appearance uh, determine or uh, uh, it determines or it portrays who you you are as, as as a person, right? Say, say that again, so, Sheikh. Yeah, it portrays you you as a person. That's so right. What I'm saying is that yeah, in in terms of the hairstyle, yeah. Uh, traditionally or on our social con- construct or content, people who are who who loves the hairstyle which we call a mohawk for argument's sake, or yeah. even when you're looking at the movies, if you are a person of the movies, yeah. most of the people who are it, it, they are anarchists, right? They do not represent the well-being or the well the well-being of the people who are uh, are decent in the society. So the context that the mohawk is portrayed. During those days and this uh, era, being it being haram or it being prohibited, mm. is for us to normalize uh, and and harmonize relationships with us and our communities, so that we do not portray, portray a certain picture as individuals in in our respective communities. I'm sorry, Sheikh. Did you say that the Mohawk is haram? According to what text? Is there a Quranic verse that says that, Sheikh? It's, it's a hadith. Uh, it clearly states that when you cut your hair, it has to be um, even. When you cut your hair, it has to be even. You shouldn't cut a portion of your hair and leave the other portion of the hair. So uh, your hair has to be even. So when you trim your hair, it has to be even. But we do see a lot of Muslim men who cut the sides of their hair, even the back, uh, that faded haircut there, and still they're not frowned upon. They dress in their dresses, but still have their rounded sides and back and trim their beards. Still they're not yeah. regarded as haram. 100%, you are correct. Um, Sinning different from one person doesn't make me a better sinner. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> when 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 a person does that, it's not upon me to judge them, right? But it is upon me to advise. But also taking into consideration that um, certain verdicts, Islamic verdicts or Islamic principle and teachings, it is said. There's a saying that uh, it's a qaida. We call it a qaida, a principle that says al uh, al-fatwa bil makam al-zaman. So because of time. 
and 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 Makan, uh, the, the 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 social construct, certain verdicts can be compromised, right? But I'm not saying outright that uh, we as a community needs to compromise what our principles. If what we are doing is for the betterment of the community, I would encourage if what we are doing and it's a construct that in this particular community, this is this has been a precedence, this has been a practice, this has been a culture, and this is how we used to live. And if we leave this certain principle, maybe um, for an example, alcohol is prohibited in Islam, right? Due to COVID regulation, so you reach a compromise because if people do not sanitize with that sanitizer that has an alcohol, that's right, seventy percent alcohol. Gym, yeah, you are compromising the community at large. So you reach a compromise as an Islamic community. Okay, uh, uh, okay. Uh, perhaps we'll have to engage in that conversation some other day because we do know Muslims who are pharmacists and in their pharmacies they carry drugs that contain high dosages of alcohol. But let, let's have the conversation some other time there, Shay. Let, let's go back to the various cultural practices that young people are engaged in that perhaps might be deemed haram. And what, which is what we're trying to get today. Shouldn't perhaps... Faith, allow those because we know that not everyone who wears the hairdo that you have just identified as haram and by haram you have uh, translated that to mean forbidden that is, yeah. is, is anarchist. Not everyone who has a mohawk is anarchist. During, uh, when, when I grew up, the, the, the locks that people have on their head, they were called dreadlocks. They still are called dreadlocks because those who ignorantly called them, they said they are dreadful. They are dreaded and the behavior of the people who wear them is dreaded. Therefore, they are dreadlocks, which is not true. Even that etymology is false. But that's besides the point. I digress. The point of the matter is we do know that there is nothing dreadful about dreadlocks. There's nothing dreadful about the conduct of people who wear dreadlocks. Dreadlocks don't make people anarchist. It simply is the person who so happens to be wearing dreadlocks that tends to be anarchist or not. So the hairdo in and by itself, my point is, does not make one person anarchist. It may represent a group of people that have seen, have been seen to be anarchist, but the hairdo in and by itself does not transform the behavior of a person making them anarchist. So why would you regard a hairdo to be a ram? 100%. Um, I, I think you, you are taking it a little bit out of context, uh, what I've said. Or what I've represented. So I said, okay, let's put it in this context. Um, whoever controls the narrative controls the mind, right? I, I, I believe that we would, we would agree to that, to that extent. So if you were, I, I, I intentionally singled out uh, when a person looks at the movies and the people who are in that particular movie, in most cases, and who are portrayed to be having dreadlocks. In, in our Kasi location, we used to call them punks way back when we were growing up. I don't know whether it was a good thing or, or rather a good rhetoric. Those people represent a certain group of people, like you clearly indicated, right? So me, 
as an individual who's who's principled and uh, and orientated by the ethos and the principle of this particular religion that states that it is the man shouldn't cut his hair in this way. So it has outlined a legal framework of my conduct, right? Me having been doing a, 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 what you call this, a mohawk, doesn't take my Islamism away from me. But it, it, it's something that I need to take home to say, look, uh, in as much as my religion doesn't represent this, so whoever, Mantashabaha become, whoever uh, mimic the nation, Fahua Minhum, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's another prophetic teaching, whoever mimic a kaum, a nation, is amongst them. So if I am portraying myself to be this person, so my community might be confused of who am I as an individual. That's what I'm trying to put across. Okay. And, and then yeah. we, we have music as I've just played right now. Would you find yourself singing call to worship song, uh, call to worship uh, like this? As I've played the song right now, it's called Drill. Is that, what's it called again? Drill hip hop? What? Do you, what do you, yeah. So do you imagine that your call to worship would ever be done in this kind of hip-hop, for example, Sheikh? Uh, our call to worship wouldn't... Uh, I don't think it would go to that. Not, not even thinking. I, rather, <laughs> yeah. it won't happen. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> not a matter of me thinking yes or no. It, it won't happen. Why not, uh, Sheikh? We, we, the, the, there's a framework, like I said. Um, there's a conduct. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a stipulation from the prophetic teachings and uh, the Quran that clearly states that when you are a Muslim, this is how you call Muslims to prayer. And it resonates with everyone. So Islam, uh, one, we acknowledge that it is an individual religion, which is an individual spiritual journey. But on a broader community, we are governed by laws, which are clearly stating how should we conduct ourselves. I, I understand the current situation, the status quo, Sheikh. What I'm asking about now is the future. Seeing that religion generally, including yours, is not attracting young people. It's young people are purely genetic and they're not converts. We have many of your young people growing up in the faith and not necessarily converting to faith. You don't have many of your young people coming through conversion. I, I do not agree with the statement on the basis that me, by virtue of me having done a mohawk on my head, that doesn't uh, dismiss my Islamism. That doesn't take me away from the community of Islam. That doesn't take me away from the faith that I'm following. So I might, uh, as a human being, right, I might err as a human being, but above all that has been said, that doesn't take away my right to be a Muslim, provided that I am a practicing Muslim uh, who follows the five pillars of Islam. I'm not suggesting that at all there, Sheikh. What I was suggesting is, do you not imagine for the future and for future purposes, in order to attract young people to the faith, in order for young people who are not currently Muslims to join and convert to Islam, that you play that music that would attract them? Yeah, I, 
I, I, I do not agree on the basis that Islam has forever been in the future, from the inception. We are 1,500 years ago from the time where Islam was uh, began or Islam was mobilized. Uh, Muslims were mobilized. So the very same practice are uh, universal. The very same practice which were done 15 years ago are the very same practices that we are practicing them today. So it's not the matter of Islam being accommodative or not. It's a matter of individuals, uh, the willingness from the individuals, whether this is what the path that I want to live and uphold my principle upon, or it's not what I want to live. And then I have a choice as a human being. So Islam doesn't hold people to duress. It doesn't hold people the, uh, with the gun on their head to say, do this. Therefore, if you do not do that, uh, you understand. So it's, it's Islam is universal and Islam is futuristic. My children will live in Islam, hopefully, God's will. My children will be orientated with the teachings of Islam. My children are the future generation, and their children are the future generation. And if they choose to be Muslims, they will uphold to the principle and the teachings of Islam. All right. Um, I want to bring in um, uh, Evangelist Zanumwe. Thank you very much once again, Evangelist, for agreeing to talk to us, especially in such short notice. You're listening to this conversation. What we're trying to establish for tonight is whether religion and religious communities or communities of faith um, should uh, change the way they do things in order to attract younger people whose interests, whose cultural practices and way of life is no longer well, geared to the old ways. I'll give you an example that I made for the Sheikh. That perhaps the music played the way they dress and the way they do things, the way they interact one with the other, the language is not necessarily the same now. Do you not imagine perhaps communities of faith in order for them to grow um, genetically, and when I say genetically, I mean people giving birth to their children, children growing up in the faith, in order for people to convert to their faith, such as yours, they must, your faith, for example, the Hebrew Israelites should do things and have music, for example, that would attract young people. Do you not think that would be perhaps useful for growth and attracting young people, uh, uh, evangelist? Shalom, shalom, Nae. Thank you for for inviting me. Uh, I want to start off by saying, uh, in the Hebrew faith, this is not the first time that we've got young people entering into the Hebrew faith. Right? Uh, Right? (laughs) You know, as old as, as old as, as, as spirituality has been given to men, uh, young people have been coming into the belief of the Hebrews, and and we cannot have an exception that because today young people want to play hip hop or they want to cut their hair in a certain way, then we should accommodate what they want to do uh, in order for them for 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 for, for, for the faith to have numbers. That 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 that, that is not that is not the way the Hebrew faith would do its things because there is a standard that is uh, clearly enunciated there. Take for instance, you're talking about the hair, right? We, we, we've, got, we've got instructions on how uh, uh, people of Asia should, should conduct the I mean, should, should be dressed, they should have their hair cut, and, you know, there's, there's, 
there's measures, there's parameters, there's instructions in the Torah that guide us how we live, how we worship, all those things they are there in the Torah, and that's, that's, that's what we follow. We are not going to shift from the instructions in the Torah in order to suit uh, 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 the status quo that is there in the world. No, that's not how our faith works. You should change yourself from who you are to come into this faith, to fit in the faith, not the faith to fit in your standards. But you, if you want to worship this Elohim of the Hebrews, then you must obey his instructions and you must be fitted in his instructions of worship, not the worship to seek in your way of life. That's not how we do it. All right. I, I understand, uh, Evangelist, that um, you are uh, talking about music and the Torah, but the Torah does not make mention as to what kind of music should be played by young people or the community. Why would you then speak about the Torah if there is no mention of genres of music in the Torah? Yeah, of course, there is no mention of general of music in the Torah, but there is a way of worship. You know, we are told that, can I just say this? The music that you are playing on the radio, I think even evening, there is not even one word out of it. <laughs> I understand. Yet, I and understand. I don't even understand what that music means. Yeah. And yet, our music, the music of worship, reverence, these are the standards. When we are worshiping Yahuwah, there's no confusion and commotion. He is an orderly Elohim uh, 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 who requires order and, 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 and obedience. So if we start to do something that, is, that sounds like you are in a pub or you are in a place where there is all this hula balloon, and, and you can't even understand what the music is actually saying. But you're That's forgetting that. one part there, Evangelist. That yes. I, also, when my producer played this for me, she could understand it, but I could not. I couldn't make out what was being said there. The fact that you don't understand it doesn't mean young people don't. Again, this is purpose to attract young people, not listen, your older listen, people. I, uh, you, you are going back to where I've already covered. I've said there is no age group uh, ways of attracting people to the faith of the Hebrews. The faith of the Hebrews has got standards that are set for young and old. It is the same. We don't have any special uh, way of treating the young so that they can be attracted to the faith. This is, this is the problem that Christianity has met. In, in destroying the, 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 the faith of the, of, the, of the scriptures. Now, when, when people read the scriptures of the Hebrews, and, and they purport to be following the scriptures of the Hebrews, yet doing things of the world, there is a problem there. I, I, perhaps we need to address that before we continue, Evangelist. My, my issue is not, and I'm not disputing that people are joining the faith. All faiths are having people, young people join. That's not the interest for our conversation tonight. But what we do know that has been demonstrated by research is that young people are not flocking in their numbers into these faith communities. They are flocking into other practices such as these circular groups such as the hip-hop industry, the hip-hop lifestyle. This materialistic lifestyle seems to have attracted even young people of faith. And they are more practiced in that lifestyle more than your lifestyle. Now, the question that I'm trying to understand is, on a scale of young people being 
out there in a lifestyle that is worldly and the young people that are in your faith groupings, it doesn't seem as though your faith groupings are as attractive to young people as the worldly, and I'm using your terminology, the worldly lifestyle, the circular lifestyle, the non-faith-based lifestyle. And that is why we're asking the question, would we not be doing the faith communities a favor to use the music that seems to be attractive to them in the circular lifestyle in order to keep them in the faith-based lifestyle evangelist? Uh, now, yes. In our in our faith, yeah. we've got lots of young people who actually condemn what you are so talking about. They condemn this hip hop, this materialistic. I'm lifestyle. sure you'd say that. That's still not not my question, Evangel. My question is: yeah, I, when I'm you're looking coming. at the, the numbers of people outside, should you not have young people inside the faith communities as opposed to outside? Because when you're saying a lot, thirty could be a lot to you, but thirty is nothing compared to young people that live in any geographical area that we speak of in Johannesburg. If we're talking about young people in Soweto, perhaps Soweto is an exaggeration because it's the biggest township in South Africa. Let's look at any of the smallest ones like Sweetwaters in King Williamstown, which probably has a population of less than 500,000 people. When you're talking about many people there, you do not okay, have many people now, there. Now, can, can I just come in? Yes, go our, ahead. Our faith is not about numbers. It's about quality. Ah, what do you mean by our, quality? What, what? How do you determine quality, the evangelist? Right. Listen, quality. The, the word quality is qualified. It's, 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 that's obedience. You know, this 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 world at one time. If you read from scriptures, the war of this world was destroyed, and only one family was saved. You go to 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 to, 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 to the town or to the cities of Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. The whole cities were destroyed and only three people were saved. So our, our trust is not so much as to attract large numbers of youth as it is to attract a people that want to worship. No, no, that that's not actually accurate as far as the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, the evangelist. If you remember quite well, there was a big conversation between Abraham and uh, Yahweh as to what is to happen to the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And there was a numbers. Hold on, hold on, evangelist. Let's go. Let's go back to the story, the actual events of the story. There was a numbers debate. What if there are ten? What if there are twenty? Up until they drilled down to ten, and God, your Yahweh, kept on saying, "Yeah, sure. If you can find me fifty, if you can find me twenty, and so forth. Up until yeah. ten, if you can find me ten, I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So, not even so, ten were found. That's why we so, have only Lot's family that came out there. So, so to say numbers so, don't matter, that's not true because numbers actually did matter to no, your own no, Yahweh. You're missing your point. You're missing your point. You are saying yes, there is sir. a lot of young people there yeah, right? outside who, who need to come in. And I'm saying to you, it is not the numbers that made Ultimately, you agree with me that from Sodom and Gomorrah, there were only three people that were saved. Even though, yeah, I wanted to save as many as those numbers. That yes, numbers did but matter those, to you. But listen, listen, give me a chance. Those numbers that was mentioned by Yahuwah, he was willing to save them. But because there were no such numbers that were willing to obey him. Yes. There was none like that who are saved. So ultimately, at the end of the day, the ones that are saved are the very few three who obeyed. But let us agree on this fact there, uh, Evangelist, that the numbers did matter to Yah. Listen, listen. He wants to save everyone in the world. That's right. So numbers do matter. That is his trust. That's right. To save everyone in the world. But even if there is one who remains 
faithful. Granted. That's the one that you said. Granted. So we are not going to shift the standard yeah. so that we can have numbers. No, that's not the Hebrew faith. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me open the lines up. We can continue this conversation together. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you are more than welcome to do so. 0891 I'm hoping this number still works. 0891-104-207. If you'd like to send a WhatsApp, send a WhatsApp or a voice note. It does not work. Okay. The number that does work is zero double one seven one four two double zero six zero double one seven one four two double zero six. All right, and for May you, I, yes, yes, evangelist. Can I just read these two verses? Uh, yes, just yes, give yes. me a moment there. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll turn to you both there, evangelist. I just want to uh, okay. invite the callers and, and WhatsApps and all those so people know that we will be reading and looking at their contributions to the conversation as well. Those of you who prefer to, want to use WhatsApp, you can send your WhatsApp voice notes and texts to our WhatsApp number 0614-104-107. If you prefer to send um, a, a tweet on our Twitter handle at SFM Radio and the hashtag please use SFM Facts of Faith. SFM Facts of Faith. And we're also taking your text messages in 41391. 41391. All right. Uh, th- th- this conversation is really about the tools and modalities that are now attracted to young people in 2020 and that have been young people in postmodern ways, postmodern lifestyles. And it seems as though the postmodernity has attracted young people, but communities of faith and is represented tonight by Sheikh Tapelo Ahmad and evangelist Easton Zanumwe are not as attractive. If you're listening to the evangelist, he's saying he's interested in quality, not quantity, and that the Hebrew faith has never been attracted to numbers, but the quality of people that are attractive. What do you make of that? 0891 right, you want to read a few texts, and then I'll bring in Sheikh Ahmad again. Go ahead, evangelist. Yeah, I was just going to, just one aspect here that uh, I wanted to, to, to show you. Uh, it says in Leviticus chapter 19, uh, he's talking about in here too, right? Uh, verse 27, he says, You shall not round the corners of your hairs, neither shalt thou mar the corners of thy beard. Then you go to 21, the same book. Uh, it is talking about the priests here. He says, uh, They shall not make boldness upon their head, neither shall they shave off the corner of their beard. Yeah, you make any cuttings on their flesh. But you're absolutely one. correct there. It's referring then, to priests. Yes. Not the, not, not the general population. So the yes. general population doesn't have those regulations or restrictions. They do. They do. They do. According Deuteronomy, to what text? What text do you... Deuteronomy 14, verse 1. All right. Read it, please, sir. You are the children of Yahweh, your Elohim. You shall not cut yourselves nor make any boldness between your eyes for the dead, and for thou art and set apart people unto Yahweh, thy Elohim. And Yahweh has chosen thee 
to be a peculiar people unto himself. Be, be so, would you nations. be so kind there, Evangelist, to find a different version? Because the New King James and the King James versions don't help us much with the these and the vows there. I would like us to be abundantly clear, even to lay people who are third language speakers of the English language. It's not our first language. So the these and the thous not really helping us. Can you find another version kindly there, Evangelist? While you're still, okay. while you're still doing that, um, okay. I'm going to bring in the, the, the Sheikh. Sheikh, um, it, it seems as though there are some comments that perhaps you'd like to respond to. This is one WhatsApp, for example. This person who identifies him or herself as Nasima Mohammed writes, Hey, Nae. Uh, however, uh, as, as a strong Muslim, I still disagree that the hairstyle of someone can be considered forbidden or haram and determine their faith. The sooner we educate ourselves about what is truth and what is innovation, the sooner we show what the faith of Islam truly is. P.S. Many Muslims are using methods that appeal to the youth and bringing them closer like Islamic rap. Go on. I dare anyone to issue a fatwa on me. Warmest wishes, Nasima Mohammed. Thank you very much, Nasima. Again, I don't know whether Nasima is a he or she. Doesn't matter really, but thank you very much nonetheless. Sheikh Amar, would you like to respond to Nasima Mohammed? So, so I, I missed the last part. Is he saying he's a hip hop artist, right? N- no, he says. P.S. Many Muslims are using methods that appeal to the youth in bringing them closer, like Islamic rap. He's oh, okay. educating us now that there is something called Islamic rap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, it, so, Islamic rap is an interpretation of something that has been indicated to or alluded to, whether it being um, uh, music or whether it being poetry or, or rather, it's, it's hermeneutics, right? I'm, I'm not going to uh, engage much or dwell much on that, but also trying to drive where uh, evangelist came from when he spoke about numbers and quality and quantity. So, Islam, it's a, a, a platform for self-reformation, right? Hence, I said, sinning different doesn't make you a better sinner. So it is for us, it's a platform for all of us as a community to self-reform. You're calling self-reform. Islamic rap sin, Sheikh? Come again? Are you saying Islamic rap is sin? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying what I'm saying is, if there are certain aspects of life that are considered to be seen, right? I, I just need to move uh, along the line where evangelists came from, but not dwelling or agreeing with him on one aspect. Of but but the first, before you go to what the evangelist was saying there, uh, Sheikh, I need to respond to this text message. I'm, I'm, I'm responding to it. Okay, okay, go so, ahead. So, yeah, when you are washing your clothes, and that washing machine... Uh, there's a likelihood that the clothes that would be put in the machine, some of them are dirty, some of them are not dirty. Or rather, you wash your clothes to to get the end result, which is uh, purifying your clothing. Right. So, so it's religion. So, what I'm saying is that we shouldn't throw a blanket statement and say everything is haram, 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 haram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hip hop or Islamic hip hop. It's on his interpretation. There are other, there's a differences of opinion when it comes to whether music is haram or not. Outright, some would say, no, there's a certain uh, genre of music that is allowed, and uh, the Asians would call it uh, nazams, for an example. To me, 
when I interpret that it is music because somebody would take a mic and sing. Uh, it's not a hymn. Uh, uh, the hip-hop is music. Whether it has instruments or doesn't have instruments, it is music. So it, 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 it is determined by different interpretation of the prophetic teachings on what is music and what is not music, what is considered haram in music, and what is it that is not considered haram in music. That's my view. Here is another. Here's another text that I need to respond to. Also, it seems as though um, we have um, inspired a lot of uh, Islamic responses. Uh, one one reads: "Good evening, Naye. Indeed, music to draw youth are being used in Islam. There are nasheeds and praise names in a rhythmic form. Thank you. And they correcting me. Nasima is a female name. Thank you very much, person without a name yourself. Please do tell us what your name is. In Islam, the use of kasida, Buddha, a poetry in form of a rhythm. Okay, that's the person. Uh, would you like to respond to that? It seems as though uh, a lot of people disagreeing with you slightly there, Sheikh. No, no, they do not. Uh, they agree. Okay. It, 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 determi- it is determined by how you interpret it. And then I said it's a poetry, and some would call it nazam. Nazam is what is called nashid. Okay. Nashid, yeah, it's, it's your interpretation. All right, so it is not sinful. Yeah. And Islam does have this kind of music that is used like rap that has attracted and is used to attract young people. And that is not them sinning differently, is it now, Sheikh? 100%. Hence why I I clearly stated that it depends on what genre is it. And, um, yeah, what genre is it? Because Islam has got its own genre when it comes to music, which is Nashid or Nazam or Qasida or Qasaid, something like that. Okay. 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 Um, uh, Okay. I don't know whether this person is... All right, Rory Chetty in Durban. I'm going to ask Rory, just let's just respond to Rory Chetty. Rory Chetty is uh, saying something else there. Uh, another tech, it's not about changing obedience towards worshipping God to attract those who are ignorant to the origin of religion. I totally agree with the evangelist. God has the mercy to save them, but if they are not willing, he destroys everything. The youth should know values more than what comes as quote-unquote fun ellipses all right that's one for you agreeing with you the evangelist i can see there are a lot of voice notes coming through as well naya do the guests still use the same mode of transportation and even accommodation food as when their faith began mm evangelist would you like to take that one uh, you know what? Transportation and <laughs> accommodation is not, <laughs> not worship. How, how do we reason? How do we reason ever? You know, sometimes I wonder what people they are into. You know, when we are talking about faith and worshiping, and then you try to mix it up with your traveling to some place and about your home where you stay. Ah, come on. Okay. All right. Let me, let me play some voice notes before we run out of time. Let's go to the first one, Sylvester. First John chapter 2 verse 14 okay. it reads Do not love the world neither things of the world for everything that is in the world is the pl- the pride of this world of our eyes and the lust of the flesh that is second John first John chapter 2 verse 14 up to 17 Now there is no way you can change the gospel 
to suit the young people who are in the church with modern uh, style. The word of God was written and no one can change it. That's why in the book of Revelation it says no one can take or no one can change uh, whatever the book of the prophet uh, has recorded and no one can take what can take out or uh, add, uh, add to it. Got it. Got it. Lot of clear. Thank you very much. You, didn't, you forgot to tell us what your name is, though, sir. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, mm-hmm. This is Lumisanum Fonda Makwaza from Hammersdale, Sankonja. Yes, Lumisanum. I would like to agree with the evangelist when he said that um, it's more about quality instead of quantity. I mean, God was willing to forgive everyone in Sodom and Gomorrah if Lord could only find even one person, you know. Um, it, it, it's not really about the amount of people who believe in, in, in God's will and who do God's will, but um, he doesn't really, by he I mean God or Yahweh or Allah, um, um, whatever name you choose to call him, but that higher power doesn't really um, care about the amount of people who follow or do his will but as long as there is there's even one person he forgives everyone got it thank you very much appreciate that comment sir good evening i don't agree with the decision or with the notion that we should pave way or make way just to accommodate the new youth in our traditional way of doing things every organization institution or religion has its own traditional ways of doing things so if there is a new technology new youth that needs to be enrolled into those tradition we have to teach them the tradition instead of allowing them to bring their own new style into it if that should be the case then there will be a lot of corruption like uh, corrupt activities that goes on in the organization a critical example is what we've seen in the christian fraternity you understand whereby everyone can just go to any pastoral schools tomorrow open his own church and then start scamming people using the bible it's brown moro in bloomfontein god and brown moro appreciate your comments just want to read the word quality from the Oxford Dictionary, the UK Dictionary Online. This is something you can cross-reference for yourself. This is because it's somewhat of a protest on my part on the use of the word quality with respect to people and their conduct. The definition of quality is, as many of them by the way, but the one that is at the top of the Oxford Dictionary is the standard of something as measured against other things of a similar kind. The degree of excellence of something not quite sure how we we'll talk about quality as far as God's people. With that said, we're going to leave our conversation on that note. To both my guests, Sheikh Ahmad and Evangelist Nuo, to both of you, thank you. I honestly and genuinely appreciate you coming through to talk to us. From me, Nayelu Pondora and the team, have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.